game is over, the New York Jets are the world champions. You play to win the game. He's got it! That's a Jet touchdown! Can't wait! You're listening to the official New York Jets podcast, a Jets 360 production. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in the official Jets podcast. Again, we're, what are we in now, EA? Week 10? We're in the Play MGM studio, baby. We're in the Play MGM studios. <laughs> How about right. that? If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> That's the partnership, the Jets. And play. So Play MGM, uh, uh, great brand, and now... The studio has a brand new, beautiful name. All right. And the podcast keeps rolling on. Yes, it does. And most of the time, we are in the Play MGM studio. Yeah, yes, with that. <laughs> this is true. Unless we got, we're on we, the we, road. Got, we got new chairs a couple weeks ago. Yep. We got a new studio name recently. Right. Maybe we'll have a new podcast area as well. Hey. <laughs> Things are trending upwards for the pod. <laughs> yes, they are. Unfortunately, uh, things are not trending so upwards right now for the New York Jets as... Now the Jets are on a three-game slide. Three-game slide for the second time this year, but this is the first time in 2018 that the Jets are three games under 500 because they won that first game against the Detroit Lions, followed by a three-game losing streak to finish the first quarter of the season. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, facing a lot of adversity right now, this team. A very winnable game against the Miami Dolphins, and the defense put them in position to win the game. But as you might have anticipated prior to the season the offense is going to go through some ups and downs and uh, Sunday was uh, was a down. Vic Carucci joins the pod this week. That's EA's guy up that's in Buffalo. That's my guy, man. That, that's I, EA's guy up in Buffalo. Uh, people on Buffalo, uh, you know, I don't know if you like me greens at all, but uh, people on yeah, Buffalo, okay. <laughs> people on Buffalo, um, there's a lot of good people back in the 716 and Vic, I used to read him when I was a kid, well before we could get all the information on our phones and you were playing on Instagram, Greens. I was playing I, on Instagram? I, I used to. <laughs> Is that even the right terminology? Well, going Play, through. going through, Scrolling? Scrolling through Instagram. It's the yeah. same thing. Come on, uh, dude. Playing Instagram? Uh, it sounds like a game. <laughs> it is a game. I don't think a lot of time people are, they're going through it for entertainment. No? Yeah, yeah I would say Okay, so. you're consuming Instagram, bro. But that's not playing. Uh, and by the way, whatever. by the way, people can find you on Instagram. They can. Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, I've can. heard about some of your posts actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I used to when I was a kid, uh, I would be excited for the newspaper to come out because this is how much of a sports junkie I was. Is that the newspaper used to be delivered around two thirty, three o'clock? So right around you got home from school, and I'd always run out there to read the paper. And Karushi covered the Bills at the time, as he still does. Uh, he's one of the best in the business. He's a great man. Uh, he's somebody I look up to, and I'm proud to call a friend. Vic taught, you know, he, he has great stuff to say always. He was on the pod last year. He had great stuff. He's on the pod this year. He had great stuff. He talks about the Bills quarterbacks with Josh Allen, Nathan Peterman, Derek Anderson. If Josh Allen could be set to make his return from an elbow injury against the Jets this week. That, there's a whole lot that we dove into with Vic. And Can you believe that the Bills are averaging less than a touchdown in a game? No, but I can't. what I can't believe more so than that, or what I find is shocking, and we talk about this with Vic, is that the Bills yeah. offensively are historically bad. 
but the defense is third in the league. They don't give up many yards. It's a good defense. It's it's funny to look at, and this is something we'll, we touched upon with Vic, is that you kind of look at these teams, and I think the Jets are definitely further along offensively, and the numbers indicate that. But there are similarities with these teams. The Jets uh, have played uh, pretty good defense, and then they have the ability to take a couple steps, I think, here in the future. Um, offensively, you know, sometimes I'm a great on the ground, but very inconsistent on the ground. And the passing game of late has uh, taken a step back um, with a rookie quarterback in Sam Darnold, but the Jets think they have their quarterback in the future. And the Bills, they moved up in the draft four picks after the Jets selected Sam Darnold out of USC. The Bills take Josh Allen at number seven overall, but as Vic will eloquently put, I, I don't think anybody in Buffalo understood how bad that offense was going to be throughout this year. Uh, the one anomaly was what they did to Minnesota, which when you look back at the NFL season, you're going to be like, how did that happen? It's credit, not to mention it was in Minnesota. Yeah, where the Buffalo just beat them down. But the one thing is, if Allen does play, is you have to account for him as a runner. And that's nothing. Peterman, who, you know, there's a lot of jokes going around, and you almost feel bad for the guy. I have some kind of empathy for him right now because he seems like he's walking pick six. And then <laughs> Derek Anderson is a 35-year-old journeyman who's well-respected, but the guy didn't play all year. He came off his couch, like Vic will say, and – He's in the starting lineup. They don't have anything to go to offensively. I still think McCoy is a great player, but he can't get anything going on the ground. Uh, this is a game on paper. The Jets really should be able to dictate on their terms defensively at least. All right. Without further ado, you know, we broke down the bills a little bit, but what better person to hear from than Vic Carucci? All right, let's go back to EA's old stomping grounds. The 716. The 716. We're going to bring in a friend of the pod. That is Vic Carucci. Vic, thanks so much for coming on the official Jets podcast. My pleasure, guys. Vic, what's going on in Buffalo right now with that offense? Uh, Was this part of the plan as far as they knew they were going to take a step back? I know you never envisioned your rookie quarterback getting hurt, but did they ever imagine that this Bills offense would be so anemic? Well, I can't imagine that that that's what they believed at any point, that the offense would be historically bad. I mean, they're on a pace to score the fewest points in the history of a franchise that's been around since 1960 so no, there's no way that that crossed the mind of the of the leadership of this football team in any way now as far as the stepping back i think that it's a separate topic guys because yes they made the playoffs last year as a nine and seven team but they also backed in i mean they they had a lot of help to do that and i and i think in many ways it was sort of miraculous given how the Bengals beat the ravens in that final game after buffalo won at miami um, and it created some excitement, and, and the fan base was, you know, was thrilled to, to have a 17-year playoff drought end. But uh, it, it definitely did not set the stage for the feeling of 
of continued playoff success. That's not to say that they weren't hopeful that, that they'd be even better this year, but the reality was with so much change, including the quarterback position, um, there, there, was, there was more reason to believe they were going to go backwards. I just don't think they ever expected the backward move to be as extreme as it has so far. Well, why is the offense so bad? I know Brian Dayball. He was a member of the Jets staff back in the day with Eric Mangini. He knows what he's doing. Um, is it the offensive line? Is it the quarterback play? Is it the wide receivers? Is it, is it the tight ends? Or is it a combination of everything? Because I look on the outside and Kelvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, they're not producing. Um, Shady McCoy is having probably the toughest uh, rushing uh, season of his career. The offensive line seems like they got a lot of backups who are, who are playing starting roles right now. What do you pinpoint here? You've, you've just listed it all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm be, I don't want to be lazy with my answer and say all of the above, but that is what it is. Every single thing, you could, you could check off those boxes and say that those have contributed to the struggles of this offense. And, uh, you know, the injury to Josh Allen, the, the seventh overall pick, a guy that uh, made five starts and, and a guy that they're – uh, that they're thinking is their future at quarterback the way the Jets are with Sam Darnold, I, I think the feeling uh, is that, first of all, he has struggled as much as anyone else uh, in most of his games. He had a, a nice performance against Minnesota, and still it was you know limited sort of snapshots of successful plays versus a dominant showing, but it was the one thing that this offense, the only thing that this offense has really been able to hang its hat on. Uh, overall, um, yeah, they, they need they need more they need better players. They need upgrades pretty much everywhere uh, at, 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 on offense. Again, on the assumption that Allen is the answer at quarterback, um, he also wasn't expected to play at least by them mm. as much as he even did before getting hurt. Uh, they they went into the year uh, expecting to have a bridge guy play for four or five games. They identified that guy as Nathan Peterman. Uh, it backfired horribly on them with his poor showing at Baltimore. And then they were stuck because they had traded A.J. McCarron to the Raiders, and they were in a hole. They, they, uh, they had to kind of you know grope around and find something and found uh, Derek Anderson off his couch, uh, basically. You a can't make it up. Well <laughs> hey, want to get the couch he was comfortable but they they gave him uh, a million plus reasons to get off the couch and uh, but to really be the mentor for for uh, Allen he wasn't even brought in to play and and that should tell you something too and then he ends up playing and and of course you get the kind of performance that a 35 year old journeyman backup is going to give you who hasn't had any offseason work so uh, between that and and most of Peterman's struggles which has been pretty much every time he's been on the field, um, that's contributed. But like you said, the receiving core is woefully uh, below par. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, there isn't a guy I'd probably keep in that core for next year. Wow. Uh, I'd, re all. I'd replace them all. I, and that includes Zay Jones. I, I don't see much in any of those guys that's worth 
retaining. Uh, you know, the O-line definitely needs a makeover. So there's a lot of work, guys. And, and yes, Brian Dayball is getting a lot of heat, too, from fans uh, for, you know, not being creative enough or not doing the right things. I'm not entirely sure what Brian can or any coordinator can do with what this offense offers, but uh, everybody's being piled into the to the heap, if you will. Wow. Given the quarterback carousel, per se, that's been under center for the Bills, who do you think starts this Sunday against the Jets? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to you know, hopefully – we're going to hopefully find out uh, more about that um, today. Uh, we're going to have a conversation with uh, the head coach later today, and uh, he'll he'll. Uh, I I don't know if he's going to totally shed light on it, guys. Frankly, but um, he did say on Monday that Josh Allen, you know, is is throwing. Um, I think he said upwards of a hundred passes in practice over the weekend, so he he thinks he's got him back on pace to be ready and i think if the medical he said he would defer to the medical people if they said that that elbow the sprained elbow that he has on his right throwing arm uh is is working well enough uh, and he gets the clearance then i think it's all systems go and that he will be back in the starting lineup vic wh- what do you make of Allen in the limited sample size that you've seen of him obviously we knew he's going to be a little bit raw coming out of Wyoming, and if the Jets face Josh Allen this week, uh, what kind of def- uh, what kind of problems could this defense pose for uh, the Bills? Yeah, well, what, what, you know, certainly if, if, Allen, um, if, if Allen does start, uh, you still have a rookie and you still have the, the mistakes that go with playing the position and on top of that uh, coming back from being away for several weeks, so uh, I, I think there's some hope on the. Uh, there's a lot of hope on the part of the Bills that him watching and 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 absorbing learning will contribute to a better effort once he's back on the field. But you know, we'll see. Um, the other thing is uh, athletically. I mean, I like the guy coming out. I I didn't. You know, I wasn't all that troubled by as many others were about the accuracy problems and the. And just the, the maybe the lack of development that might have been there playing at Wyoming. Um, I know he had problems with footwork, and Jordan Palmer, the quarterback guru, worked with him on that extensively. And, and, and from what I understand, the Bills, you know, were also doing the same things with him uh, as far as focusing on not overstriding, uh, which led to him, you know, led to some of his accuracy problems. But uh, more than that, too, is. How I think it, you know his understanding of the Bills' offense is fine. He he's absorbed that. He's he's a smart player. Question is how well does he read? How quickly does he react? And and I think that you know getting rid of the ball on time and and you know getting the feel for uh, what the defense is, is adjusting to, how they're trying to fool him with uh, cover, disguising coverages, all that. Those are the things, obviously, and, and again, you're you're watching that there with Sam Darnold. Yep. Those are the things that present problems. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a good storyline this week because these guys grew close in the spring, didn't they, Vic? Because you just mentioned Jordan Palmer. They both actually lived with Jordan for a period of time and, and got ready for the draft. Exactly, and you know, I I've talked with Jordan uh, multiple times in, in the 
this well, yeah, before the season and, and then early in the season about uh, Josh. But in no, in those conversations, he brought up Sam and and his close, you know, ties there with all of his uh, pupils and, and clients, and and, um, and and how much, you know, how how confident I think he believes that this group of quarterbacks. Now, naturally, the guys that he's working with, he's going to pump them up. Sure, but, you know, I. I hear what he says, and it and it sounds it sounds plausible to think that there is a a new you know there will be new faces in the AFC East, especially that that will have longer runs. What I don't know, guys, is you know what we're going to see this year. But I will say this: a, a two and seven Buffalo team um, that is that has just been horrific to watch. The Jets, who have had their problems and struggling, uh, this is the kind of game where. You know, you really hope these two young quarterbacks are facing off because that would, frankly, give it um, any any level of, of interest, of making it interesting, I think. Yeah, that's fair. And the Bills got a major overhaul on their hands in terms of that offense and offseason to get some pieces around the aforementioned Josh Allen. What are Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier going to dial up against a rookie quarterback who is – and during his bumps in the road right now, and Sam Darnold leads the National Football League with 14 interceptions. Yeah, look, I'd say this is the side of the ball that uh, has given the Bills and their fans uh, at least something to smile about because they played pretty well. Uh, and, and when you hold Tom Brady and, and that Patriot offense to one touchdown, it was a rushing touchdown, and really frustrate uh, you know, the best quarterback ever, perhaps, uh, you uh, should feel pretty good, and they did, except that the offense did nothing uh, in that Monday night game against the Jets. As crazy as this sound, guys, a 41-9 to loss where, where nothing can be good from that uh, in this game they just played against Chicago. Uh, the Bills outgained the Bears. <laughs> they, outgained, they had more yards total than the Bears, and I'm not even sure. I've, I've been trying to look that up, how, how many – Teams have scored 41 points and still had fewer and lost the yardage battle. Uh, but as you know, a couple of those touchdowns were defensive touchdowns by the Bears. So um, this defense uh, is, and this is the other thing, you know, how how much more can it take, you know, psychologically? Right. I think I, you know, been saying the right things, but man, it's it's got to get frustrating. They will dial up some different kind of pressures. Uh, they will disguise coverages. Leslie playing that two deep zone. Uh, there will be a lot for Sam Darnold to kind of look at and I think try to process. Uh, and he's going to have his issues, not just, you know, based on what he's already done, but this defense has made it hard for quarterbacks to get into any sort of rhythm. It's crazy to think about that the Bills' offense, like you said, are historically bad, yet the defense is performing pretty much from what you're saying and what stat shows lights out. So what is the strength of this Bills defense, and what kind of steps have you seen from someone like Tredavious White and someone who was 19 at the time that he got drafted is Tremaine Edmonds? Yeah, um, well, I, I think White's played very well. Um, he's been one of the highlights. I think the safeties have been good, uh, not maybe not as impressive as, as they were last year, but, but solid enough in, in coverage especially. Um, Edmonds uh, was in concussion protocol, missed the last game. Um, he's been, you know, he's been a little up and down. He's played like the young man that he is. Um, I think athletically the talent is just incredible off the hook. But in terms of uh, his actual uh, steady contribution, there, there, you know, there, there's 
more that, that you need to see from him before I think he's uh, ready to kind of take off. The front has been impressive. Starlo Tulele, after a slow start, has played well at tackle and as part of a rotation. Um, I mean, he and Kyle Williams, the starters, have played well. And then as part of a rotation that involves uh, Jordan Phillips uh, and Harrison Phillips. Uh, Harrison's a rookie from Stanford. Jordan they picked up from Miami. You know him. You've seen him. Uh, and, and he seems to have found a new life with this Buffalo team after uh, being claimed off waivers from the Dolphins. And, uh, and I think in general, uh, oh, uh, Lorenzo Alexander, my God, at, at 35, that, that guy is playing like, a, like 25 years old. He's been all over the place. His pursuit, his pass rush, forcing uh, turnovers. Uh, he's, he's been a beast, and, and he'll be a handful, I think, for this Jets uh, offense to handle as well. Last one, Vic. Uh, big picture, do you think the Bills and the Jets are in similar situations as far as not just this year, but short-term, long-term? The Jets under this ballgame 3-6 and six in a three-game slide. The Bills are 2-7. and seven. They're on a four-game losing streak themselves. They're both uh, probably going to enter free agency with a ton of money and wanting to add some pieces around their young quarterbacks and try to get some experience for those quarterbacks down the stretch. And also on the other side of the ball, I think these are pretty solid defenses. Yeah, I think you. I think everything you've hit there is, is spot on as far as the comparisons. Uh, and the Bills, remember, when you, when you clean out, you know, when you send players packing and, and you clean, uh, you sort of do that, that cleanup if you, of, your, of your salary cap, you have a lot of debt money, and they do. Uh, they're strapped with that this year, so that's been a problem. That will go away next year, or most of it will. And then they will uh, have, as you mentioned, too, a lot of room to uh, spend, a lot of cap room. Uh, and I, I, what I would envision, I mean, you still can't fix everything in one offseason, but I think between the draft uh, and then and then, and I think they're, they're positioned, they're going to be positioned for a pretty high pick. Uh, you know, we assume they're not going to do a quarterback because that was done last year. Uh, so they can maybe address other key areas uh, that we mentioned on offense. And, um, and like the Jets, uh, you know, just methodically try to build. Um, and, I, you know, and I do think that they get that chance, certainly uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, at least a, another offseason and season to get this thing right. EA talked about it earlier on the pod for the Jets' defense and the Bills' offensive matchup, is what part of the Jets' defense do you think could give whoever starts at quarterback fits? I got to believe it's the safety play. Um, I always believe that, and you know, and, and I think that pairing with the Jets, uh, you know, certainly is is one that's always been formidable or has been formidable. Um, and and I think when you look at uh, whoever is there, I mean, the, the, the problems have been, you know, let's say it's, I'm just going to go down the list. If it's Derek Anderson, uh, who's, who's a possibility if he's out of concussion protocol, his, his delivery has been late at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then same with, with uh, you know, the same thing with Nathan Peterman. Late deliveries with good safeties usually lead to bad things for quarterbacks. Vic, well, we're looking forward to seeing you this weekend, buddy. Thanks so much. My pleasure, guys. See you Sunday. And you can follow Vic Carucci on Twitter, at Vic Carucci.
he can fit his name there. That's good. Uh, it, it, it's a good thing when you can just put your name in Twitter. I have too much of a common name for that. Is that a common name, Ethan Greenberg? Well, uh, Greenberg a, was probably common uh, yeah, last name, right? Yeah, Ethan's pretty common. Yeah. So I can't, I can't do it. But regardless, it's... Ethan's pretty common, huh? Yeah. Oh, really? It's irrelevant. But what? given this matchup yeah. this Sunday, I, you talked about it a little bit before that in, on paper, the Jets should be able to dictate this game defensively. Yes, I think they should. But... Given the offensive struggles for the Jets this past couple weeks, what do you expect from the Jets offense-Bills defense matchup? I, I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, the Bills gave up less than 200 yards against the Bears, like Vic was saying, and they lost 41-9. to uh, This score could get out of whack if you create takeaways, but for all the good the Jets defensively have done of late, they haven't had a takeaway the last three games. And that's not a knock. They play winning football against Miami. I don't know. What was Miami? 3 of 16 in third down? Uh, 3 of 16. The Jets outgained the Dolphins. The Dolphins by more had, than 100 yards. The Dolphins had 34 yards in the second half total. All right. 34 and, yards. Yeah, and the Jets uh, abused uh, a backup right tackle when Jawan James went out of the lineup. Uh, Jordan Jenkins picks up a pair of sacks. They had four sacks in all, so the pass rush was there. Um, you can't. Uh, fault the defense for what happened against the Dolphins. Uh, with that being said, I think there was an element of accountability in the locker room after the game. I didn't sense any of the defensive guys. While they were frustrated, I think they were encouraged by the way they performed. And uh, they also know it's a team game and they were not going to point any fingers. And everybody in the locker room has a great amount of respect for Darnold because of his work ethic, his approach, the way he is a studious about the game and really wants to be a great player and really help this team win. So I don't I don't sense that the locker room is anywhere close to splinter, uh, splintering. The Bills might have some issues there where Vic said they're holding it together, but while the Jets have had offensive problems of late, it's nothing compared to what's no. going on. I, in Western I, I New can't York. even begin to imagine what what the offense-defense discrepancy looks like, especially in Buffalo. Uh, so, but to your point, I don't know. I'll turn the question on you. Uh, how do you think the Jets move the ball against the Bills? I think that, well, first of all, I think the Jets play much better at home. Agreed. And you saw that in even the three-game lo- home stretch. Even yeah, when they're losing, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah. The, the Jets' defense, I believe, is going to be flying around. I okay. mean, we saw last year when the Bills came to – MetLife, that was a stomping, but it's very different teams, and I'm not bringing up last year. I just think that this defense is going to continue doing what it's done. Okay. But to answer the question is, how do you move the ball? Yeah, I, I think that I think that you you got to try to establish Quincy early because last week he, I don't I don't even know off the top of my head, but he definitely had two receptions. One was on the third down play when he when he skied to grab. Uh, a high pass from Darnold. The other one was the screen when he took like the entire Dolphins defense up the field. Yeah, that was so, the offensive highlight, the highlight of the game. Yeah, yeah so I, I feel like that you have to get him going early, and then maybe you, you get uh, Isaiah Crowell and Eli McGuire going early. I will say that Eli McGuire, I did like what I saw out of him. I, it wasn't a whole lot of run game for the Jets against the Dolphins, no, but, but he averaged like four points. Yeah, I, I thought Eli looked pretty fresh as you would as you would expect. But I thought he had a nice burst, and for someone that 
we were excited to see after a good spring, and unfortunately he hurt his foot the first practice of training camp. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Jets can do with him. I, I would agree with all that. So uh, I don't know how many rush attempts there were against the Dolphins. I would anticipate, and we talk about these numbers every week, Reince, that I think the Jets will want to get their rush total up. It doesn't even matter with the yards. Yes, you want to have the yards, but you have more of an opportunity to spring a long one the more carries you have. Yeah. So I like what I saw out of Eli McGuire. And uh, Quincy Inunua is energy, and he provides a spark, and he would get the fans in this game. And as Chad Pennington continues to say every week, Jets flight plan Sunday morning at CBS 1130 inside the pocket. So Jets are a good screen team. So maybe you see some more screens. Eight. Well, you remember in week three against the Browns, it seemed like the Jets always ran the screen. Right. It was screen here, screen there, but not, the, not Buster. No. And the screens can set other things up, per se. Uh, for example, Chris Hernan's touchdown. Oh, yeah, that was, but that was a beautiful play. Right. So, But everybody in Indianapolis was like, okay, screen, Jets are running on the screen, and then uh, they're running a bunch of goes, and there's Chris Hernan's first, first professional touchdown. So it, what you do successfully can lead to something off of that. So screens, that also gets the quarterback comfortable. He obviously didn't see the field really well against the Dolphins, and he hurried some things. Uh, and – he was very hard on himself. It's very rare in today's day and age where a professional af- athlete will say, I played stupid. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. He was probably over-the-top hard on himself. But I think that people in the locker room, they'll respect that because he's honestly assessing himself, even though he's being too harsh of a grader. And he also said everybody around him was doing their jobs. That wins a locker room. And that's how we close the official Jets podcast. I don't think EA will have a problem closing this one. We'll see you next week.